Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. Yay! <laughs> Since this is the first episode, I thought we would talk about ourselves a little bit. I am Maddie, and this is my co-host. I'm Connor. That was uh, it. That was, that was me. Great introduction. I do it. So, I have seen some anime, and I have read some manga, but not very much of either. Uh, I got into My Hero Academia um, after I saw I had seen a bunch of stuff about it on the internet, and I knew that uh, Connor was into it. But when I really got into it was we went to New York Comic Con this year and I saw a bunch of cosplayers and of course they had the game My Hero Academia Wants Justice mm-hmm. uh, there. That's what that was. Was that what? What's that? It's a game where you mm. punch, you fight. I guess you're not, probably not limited to punches. I didn't play the demo. There was like a really long line, oh. but um, that finally was like what pushed me over the edge into trying. Uh, My Hero Academia. So okay. we started watching it, and I got super into it. We watched all three seasons that are currently out. Um, in like in like a week. In like one week, maybe two. But mm, I definitely. It was, I don't think it was two full weeks. It was not two full weeks. <laughs> and I also watched some of the episodes more than once because they were so good. Um, and I decided to start this podcast with Connor because I didn't find any that I liked uh, when I searched for them. So I thought, eh, I'll just do one. Podcast so that way. Burn. Yeah, I, I'll, I know that I'll like the one that I make, uh, so it doesn't matter if anybody else likes it, because I'm only making it for myself. There you go. Well, hey, I'm Connor. Uh, uh, I have watched a lot of anime. I've read a lot of manga. Um, but for My Hero Academia in particular, um, I, uh, I came across it because uh, when, the, when the anime first started... Um, it was getting a lot of buzz, so I watched like the first two or three episodes, and I was like, yeah... This is um, awesome. I'm now going to read all of the manga in like a weekend uh, <laughs> because I, ha- I have an almost like I don't know, chronic recurring issue. I don't know where if I if I like find an anime that I like, I'll and like oh oh I like this anime. I'm not waiting anymore. <laughs> I am now going to like not sleep for the next two days and read the entire manga that's based on. So that's yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the manga's not finished either, so you're yeah, only so current ongoing. with the well, manga. Well, you, you say unfortunately, but every week when that new chapter comes out, ooh, boy, <laughs> it's like drugs. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. Uh, but had you watched the whole anime before you watched it with me? Um, I think... I think not. No, I think I had just been like, oh yeah, I'm I'm reading the manga. I'm out. It will because what I what I will often do is once I have decided to read the manga, I won't go back for the anime. So I th- I think I had at that point watched um, the whole first season, but had not watched the second season, third season before watching it with you because I had just I had read the manga. Yeah, I, you were I didn't need to. Yeah, 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 I didn't need to. Okay, uh, so a little bit about this podcast. We are going to talk about the current episode, obviously, and all of the previous episodes are going to be fair game as well, but we are not going to spoil future episodes. So as I said, we have seen all three episodes, or all three episodes, all three seasons (laughs) of the anime that are currently out, and Connor has read uh, all of the manga chapters that are currently out, but we are going to endeavor to not have any spoilers. Yes. Um... So that's about it. Uh, we can just jump right in now. All right. So this is this is uh, episode one, uh, titled Izuku Midoriya Origins. T- take it away. So the episode opens with a small young boy. They're cute. That's, they're so cute. They're very cute. And there's one boy who's like so brave standing up he's defending another child from some bullies and everything about it is so sweet uh and then it turns out that the bullies are also like super powered people yeah and i think it's a pretty it's a pretty straightforward um like establishment okay here's our main character he's like defending the weak and he himself is weak you know yeah i think that's even more heroic you know i i think we can we can guess that this is perhaps the main character without too much work yeah, I, I would say. <laughs> Even yeah. though they haven't named him, I would imagine it's Izuku Midoriya because the, the episode is named after him. Yes. Also, he has green hair, and Midori means green, right? Is that right? Yes. Yes, it does. Well, there you go. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that nerd knowledge. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I, I, I feel the need to talk 
about the children. Um, one child you know, the in particular. Cool children that have the powers and not no, the okay, lame look, kids that have any powers. There's two children that have powers that one might consider cool, and um, then yeah, there's like floaty hands, and you get wings, and then upsetting, upsetting fingers. <laughs> yeah, the fingers, the the like extending fingers was creepy, and in fact, um, the reason mm. that <laughs> the reason that I resisted watching My Hero Academia for so long was because you had described it to me as, uh, you just had described a scene that happens later, so we won't say what it is, but, um, it, it struck me as, like, a body horror anime, uh, and yeah. here's evidence of it in the very first episode, Ugh. and I was like, you know, Fingers. yeah, I, but I stuck with it, and it turns out that it's not that bad, it's not, like, Parasite or something like that, so yeah. it's... <laughs> Well, but I, I think I think this and then um, some of the stuff that maybe happens a little bit later in the episode sort of speaks to uh, kind of the powers that these people have and how, like, wide-ranging they are. Right. Like, we're not just talking, like, so Superman, he can, like, fly, he can punch things, he can shoot lasers, or, like, the Flash can run really fast, or, like, these are, like, superpowers. Right. But, like, there's weird, almost boring stuff, like, I have long fingers, <laughs> and... I emit light. Right. And it's kind of... It seems like everybody's got kind of a one-note superpower. Like you like you were saying, Superman, he can fire lasers out of his eyes, can't he? And he yes, can he also, can. He can okay. leap so, tall buildings. Superman can do everything. And, yeah, he can quick, do, like, everything. Quick, quick segue to this, uh, and we're going to talk about Superman more uh, <laughs> later in this episode and throughout this podcast, but uh, Superman uh, has a lot of powers because he was like the prototype superhero. So they just like threw stuff at him. There's par- there was there were certain times where he could like he couldn't fly for a little while. So that's why the leap tall buildings thing. Because think about it, Superman can fly, right? Right. So who cares if he can leap tall buildings? He can just fly. Yeah. He can just fly over them. But like there's parts where he can like he can talk to plants. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's lost that power by now. But like there was definitely a point where he could talk to plants. <laughs> I wonder if he has, like, lost it, or he, it just hasn't come up in a while, you the, know? The, the litany of superpowers that Superman has is insane. But this is not a Superman yeah, podcast. Yeah. This is a My Hero Academia podcast. podcast yeah. um, but it just, it, yeah, I think it's just interesting that, um, like, these superpowers aren't necessarily useful, or they, they aren't all necessarily right. good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and to skip forward in the episode a little bit, um, Izuku's mom talks about how she can, like, move small objects towards herself. Yeah. Now, that's not, like, a very impressive power. I mean, it's cool. It's telekinesis-type power. Yeah. Uh, it would definitely be useful in your day-to-day life, but it's not, like, flashy. Well, and I, and I think it speaks to something that I find very interesting, which is there's sort of not just, um, like, a, like, a type of superpower thing going on here there's also a magnitude thing going on here yeah right because again we're, we're just going to be hopping around but there there are two characters i would say that appear in this episode that have almost the same superpower there's this guy dead arms he's strong oh i always miss his yeah. name he's um, the guy he's he's like a construction yeah, zone he looks like a construction guy. dude yeah. he looks like a construction zone yeah he's got the hazard stuff yep and he's, he's got, like, cement as part of his outfit or whatever. So, like, he, his power is that he is strong, right? Yeah. But then there is All Might, like, a, like the superhero in this. Like, the biggest, the best, the yeah, guy. Yeah, they say he's the yeah. best hero the world's ever seen or something and, like that. And his superpower is also that he is strong, but he is so strong that when he punches, it creates air pressure zones. Yeah, and like, that he, when he kicks off the, from the ground, he's essentially flying. Yeah, like, and so I, I think that's very important to keep in mind of, like, yeah, Izuku's mom has, like, telekinetic powers, but they're mild. Yeah, they're, they're really she not specifically impressive. says small objects, yeah. so it's not like she's going to be able to, like, levitate a building off the ground or something. But I think it's interesting to keep in mind that there, 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 are, there must be, like, levels of magnitude out there. Like, someone who naturally just has, like, I can lift a building with my mind. Yeah. And also someone who can lift a car with their mind but could never lift a building. Right. So there's some level of almost, like, genetics or something to yeah. it. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is, like, practice, too. Like, is sure. Midoriya's mom is not... A professional, she just maybe like doesn't use her power that often, or never really like put her mind to improving it. And maybe it would be possible for her to eventually get up to that higher right. scale, but we don't know that. Um, but it, I think it's, I, I definitely think it's an interesting thing to think about. Like yeah. we've really just like early on, we're just like thrown so much information right. that like that like speaks to, like this world is 
is like very like almost wacky and crazy yeah. with all the different things to Which think about. Which I really love. World, world building is some of my favorite oh, for uh, sure. stuff to think about and talk about in anime. So we'll be doing a lot of that in this really cool uh, anime. And um, bef- now that we've, we've well, what, what, was there anything else here in the sort of uh, beginning part that you wanted to speak to? <laughs> um, no. Uh, the next thing I have was the opening. Yes. So, yeah, for the first time that we see an opening and an ending, we're going to talk about those. Music. Um, yeah, the music was really cool. Um, I felt like there, I was, like, overwhelmed by the amount of characters that they show in this episode. But at the same time, I did appreciate that they have the names alongside sure. almost all the characters I mean, that they I, show. I, I will contend always that it, just, it flashes by so fast and... I'm almost like a stickler for I don't like spoilers, and in a certain That's way, th- like a lot of these characters aren't going to show up for like half dozen episodes, yeah, or whatever, um, maybe some some even more. So to that to that, I'm not super into that, um, but I understand people like to get like kind of like an idea of what's going to be going on in the season, and that's totally acceptable. And I think that it's a very fun song. And I, uh, I like the fact that there are some English words in it that uh, <laughs> I can just shout, <laughs> but I don't know the rest of the song at all. Yeah. It's very fun. So, yeah, I think I think it's a really solid opening, like, 7, 7 out of 10. Yeah, there was some cool stuff. There was some creepy stuff. So we kind of got, like, a sneak peek of probably yes. some of the evil your, your stuff. Your favorite, what is The Brain, brain Raven. Raven. I yes, hate the it. The Brain Raven. It's so gross. Like I said, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of body horror, so that's <laughs> unfortunately kind of going to be a theme. Well, there you go. Uh, I also noticed uh, Mr. Hands. Yes, Mr. Hands. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> so many. Not much hands, more to say about that. Hands. There's a lot of uh, lot of hand stuff. Yeah, a lot of hand. This anime oh, has a, a weird hand stuff. I saw like when they're showing uh, Midoriya punching, and it like flashes between his fist and All Might's fist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other notable thing that happens in the opening is Icy Zuko. Icy Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next thing I have is. Um, the word corkless is okay. what I wrote down. So this is, I think, when uh, Bakugo and Midoriya are talking to each other. And Midoriya... That's like, a, like sort of, a corkless loser. Yeah, he calls him corkless. And I think that it's no coincidence, probably, that corkless sounds like worthless. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if that translates. Maybe it doesn't, but I don't think they call it quirk either. Because I read... Oh, okay. I, I read... I've read, like, the first six chapters of the manga, and in the first chapter, it was, like, a different translator than oh, okay. the second I'd have to go chapters. back and double-check. And they called... The, the one that I read, the first chapter didn't call it quirk. It called it, like, superhuman power or something. Okay. Um, so maybe that... Maybe it's a similar directly. pun that's happening. But, it, yeah, I, I definitely think that, that's, a, that's a cool catch. That if you're quirkless, you're worthless. It definitely... Has that well, you aren't worth it, right. but it's no, sad. But, yeah, I, you know, did, yeah. Listen, I'm the one agreeing with you. What are you doing right now? <laughs> I, yeah. But it reminded me of, um, like, they say that 80% of people in this world have quirks, have powers, yeah. and only 20% don't. And it but again, of, I mean, 20%, that's not a small amount. Right, it's not like 95% of people have quirks, and if you don't have a quirk, you're like the only person you know mm-hmm. that doesn't have one. Like you and probably four or five other kids in your class also don't have quirks. So of course you're going to be a clique and defend yourselves against the rest of the class. And if you can. <laughs> you can't though, and that's why we see Midori get, get, you know, bully. Yeah, get bully. Get bully. You get bully. He and the other kid. Um, but it made me think about how, like, every, I feel like... If you picture yourself in medieval times, everybody thinks of themselves okay. as, like, a lord or a lady, if not, like, a princess or a king or whatever. Um, and nobody ever pictures themselves as, like, a cooper. Or, a cooper. Like, <laughs> That's or, where you went to for? Yeah, not peasant. Like, not a no, peasant. No, not a peasant. Like, like, a, a, like a serf? Like, yeah, a serf. Nobody ever, like, thinks of themselves in the lower echelons. And I think that it just made me think of, like... You know, when I think about, oh, if I was in My Hero Academia, I would have this power. No one ever thinks, oh, if I was in My Hero Academia, I would be quirkless. I would I would have, uh, my quirk would be that my hair and my arms grows fast. <laughs> your hair and jumps it keeps on me, your arm. It keeps me warm. I can't, I can't control it or do anything with it, but I can make it grow as long as I want. As oh, fast so you as can I want. make it grow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's almost useful. <laughs> Nice, nice human hair blanket. That'll be my, that'll be my superhero name, human hair blanket. It's also, it's also named my mixtape. Yep, we're uh, encouraging into body horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so I think that's all I had for Quarkless. Uh, oh, I thought I also thought it was cool that uh, Midoriya calls Bakugo Kachan. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's, a, it, it's kind of like a, a super familiar to way to address somebody. Almost like a pet name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even though he's so even though he's being bullied, he almost like considers him. He he considers himself to be on good enough terms with Bakugo to use this like pet name. Yeah. Not that it's a pet name or whatever, but very familiar. Like they are friends, e- even though we. I mean, it's a, it, it certainly seems like a one-sided friendship if there's a friendship at all. Yeah, because Bakugo is cruel. Is, Literally like, tells him to kill himself yeah, at one point. Like really. Not cool. Yes, very. Uh, for cool. so, especially for somebody who like wants to go to the hero course. Yeah, Tell, little, telling his classmate to go kill himself. It's a little little bit of a disconnect there. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, but I, I. But before we get too far away from uh, from Quirkless and from uh, the bullying, I do, I do think uh, something interesting that I noticed that that becomes like a like a mild running theme I would say, but like st- starts to appear here is that one of the ways they determine that you're Quirkless, right? Is they say that uh, you're missing. A joint on your pinky. I pinky thought it was toe. you had an extra one. No, no. If, if you're, if you're right, right. You're right, right. If you have quirk, then you are missing a joint, which means right. that you're like more efficient or whatever. Yeah, the next evolution of yeah. humanity or something. Yeah, because like you, our, our pinky doesn't need all the joints in it or something, right? Yeah, um, I don't know if there's real science behind that, but it is an interesting kind of small. No, I think it's something I've heard before. To say. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask our doctor friends. <laughs> um, but, and, 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 like, that's pointed out with an x-ray of a foot, and then it's sort of, it's sort of shown, like, donning on cute little mini Midoriya, and, like, it has a shot of his feet in it. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, um, one thing that I think was sort of, like, an interesting, almost, like, theming, is that when Bakko has beaten up, uh... Midoriya in the classroom, mm-hmm. it slowly pans to show his foot, like his leg. Oh, I didn't even notice shoe. that. Yeah. And so when he's talking about how he's a quirkless loser, oh, yeah, the camera it, um, pans. So you remember. Yeah, so that... it was like, yeah, look, here, here's the indicator. He he has no power. Yeah. Yeah, and which I, I think is, is, is a cool throughput. Um, and there, as, as weird as this sounds in a vacuum, uh, no, no, no distinct spoilers, but like, Foot imagery or feet are kind of important to. Yeah, you yeah. know, as you were talking, I just made that connection. Yeah, so I mean, I th- I think it's I think it's cool that within this episode there's that that very obvious or not maybe not very obvious but like this very what I feel like is an intentional throughput. Yeah, of like, oh, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Right. Yeah, so I, I just like that a lot. Um, but yeah, what would you what you what you got for me? What's in uh, your notes? In your notes. So next is the scene where Midoriya goes to watch the pro heroes taking down the guy who was obstructing traffic or whatever. Yeah, the big the big, the big swole rat <laughs> the, man. Yeah, evil incarnate. Yes. Which which quick quick aside, um, this this place is named like Tatooine Station. Oh yeah, um, the Star Wars. There are, there are multiple Star Wars references throughout. Uh, references is a, is a weird word because it's just straight up names yeah. pulled from from Star Wars. Yeah. Like so, I don't even think you call that a reference, but there's a lot of that in there. Um, and, and and in fact, I th- I think uh, like in the opening um, dialogue, there's like there's like narrator talks about how like it's like our world became like something out of comic books, and oh, you yeah. get these like Star Wars references. And distinctly, what I think is interesting about this anime. It's that the creator is the biggest comic book nerd, and in particular, like, Western mm-hmm. sci-fi and nerd culture fan, like, ever. Yeah. Uh, and you told me that All Might is intentionally drawn in, like, a Western comic book style yes. in contrast with the rest of the characters and backgrounds from the episodes. Yeah, his his shading is darker. Uh, his lines are thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is, he is uh, intentionally aping a sort of different style. And he, he stands out very distinctly. Right. Um, and, and again, I, I think it's just a very cool, like, I'm trying to... Uh, like speaking from from the author's standpoint, he's like trying to evoke like this is a character who I'm trying to say like I'm I'm talking about American comics right now. I'm talking about Superman. I'm talking about Batman. Yeah, as if we didn't get it from the red, white, and blue costume right. he wears. Yes. So you know, it, it's very very intentional. But like it's sort of I, I like there's a lot of these little references and nods to not just comic book distinctly Western comic book culture, but yeah. like Western sci-fi and fantasy culture is a lot in here. Yeah, I, just, I like it a lot. I, pre- I appreciate it a lot. 
So the pro here is that we see in this scene, we have uh, the construction man whose name I've already forgotten. It, it's Dead Arms. Dead it's still Arms. Dead Arms. Well, it's because he's redundant, but whatever. <laughs> uh, there was the firefighter firefighter hero backdrop. Okay, here we go, everybody. We're, we're about to get into it. This is... I... Okay. I love backdrop. Okay. He... he I don't know if he's human. His face is weird. Okay, so first that. he's That's insulting. Whatever, okay? He can manipulate water, all right? Yeah, like and a firefighter. He, and he's got... He's dressed like a firefighter. Okay, and he's got a firefighter outfit. Yes, yeah. like you just said. A backdraft, one, kills firefighters, and two, has gotcha. nothing to do with water. It's about fire. Why is his name backdraft? He's the rescue hero? Because it sounds cool and it's related to it, fires. It's fire. No! <laughs> I hate it. His name is so stupid. I think Backdraft is a sick name, and I love him. I think if his name was something cool like Engine, what that's a cool name. What are you talking about? Backdraft is a cool name. That's it makes no saying. sense. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's a cool-sounding name. We're going to table this note disagreement, because we're never going to get past it. Choose a side, listeners. Yes. Is Backdraft's name stupid? Or amazing. Dial in now. <laughs> uh, so then we have Kamui Woods. Yes. With his uh, preemptive binding lacquered chain prison. Yep. Um, Special I mean, called attacks. Yeah, Love talk it. about taking your called attacks to the next level as if the uh, villain had time to escape when he used his preemptive thing. Preemptive lacquered. What was it? I wrote it down. Preemptive binding lacquered chain prison. Ugh. I love it. Amazing. I do love Kamui Woods. He's very... He takes himself very seriously. Yes, he does. He calls the guy who interrupted traffic the incarnation of evil. Yes, he's, he's very overdramatic. Um, and he has a little fan club, which I like. Yes. Um, and, and again, like, something, something that I think sort of speaks to... It, it's, like, mentioned in this episode that, like, the world is just, like, different, right? Midoriya, uh, when he's, like, watching this altercation happen... He's, like, called a fanboy by a dude. And everyone's, like, here, like, hey, I hope this is this is interesting enough to mess up our commute. Like, give, <laughs> give, give us a show. Yeah. Like, no one's worried, um, which I, I find kind of fun, but also really weird. Yeah, I guess it just goes to show how ingrained into the culture the, the professional heroes are. Right, and, and, but and also the public obviously has this, like, deep trust. Like, this, this, this rat dude's huge. He's, like, knocking stuff over. There are multiple heroes who are here to fight him. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, we're all going to be fine. Like, we're here to cheer these heroes on. Like, right. no one has a sense of, like, I'm in danger yeah. at all. Um, which, I mean, it's interesting. Again, like, this sort of speaks to this culture, this society is, like, very different. So. Right, but it's also very familiar. I mean, there's people going to work. There's Midoriya going to school. Right, and, and, and even, even as I say it, like, the idea of people sort of, like, stopping and gawking at something happening yeah um is not that crazy right yeah what you got for me <laughs> next up, me oh up. wait we forgot to talk about mount lady oh yeah she comes she comes in out of nowhere yeah um and delivers a s- swift thick kick yes and there's um she shows off her she, booty she makes a butt joke and they say money shot because she obviously swoops in with her uh provocative outfit yes to, oh, because oh. It, if she gets more notorious notoriety, no, not not no, not notoriety well, that's the bad version of famous whatever <laughs> if she gets more famous she gets more money so of course she's gonna want to be like eye-catching which she is as a giant woman yes um but she obviously plays it up by wearing a sort of tight-fitting outfit and showing her butt a lot and she even makes a joke she's like Looks like this bum won't be bothering you anymore. And she like, and she, like butt, yeah, yeah, twerks a little bit. Um, although I, I, I want to say quickly, it's it's likely a translation thing. They probably were just saying the that's a Japanese phonetic for the sound a shutter makes on a camera. So that in Japanese they're probably just saying that it probably oh. wasn't a joke about money shot, which is actually really creepy. <laughs> so uh, listen to the sub, everybody. Check that out. Be less creeped out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but again, I think you, you mentioned something that is sort of, again, speaks to this world being interesting in that the more popular you are, like what I assume is your, your ranking, um, like affects how much money Yeah, you that's get. an interesting mechanic that they don't really go into in this episode at all, but like who determines how much they get paid? Right. And, and, and even beyond that, like 
who who determines popularity? Is this government? Is it a private entity that's doing yeah, it? Yeah, is it like everybody in the world text to vote on who should get paid the most this week? Yeah. And then it kind of becomes like, is it is it like yes, Mount Lady stopped the villain, but she kind of stole it from Kamui Woods, yeah, and yeah. and she's also like obviously playing up her looks to get more popular. Those things don't sound very heroic, but I mean, at the end of the day, she did stop the villain, so there's this kind of questionable motivation. Right, and, and there's perhaps even an argument that. Like, you're adding this incentive so that people who might be more villainous or mean still get to, like, kind of enjoy a competitive environment. That's true. In, in a way that says, like, hey, if you want to screw people over, that's fine, as long as you're helping the greater <laughs> right. good. It's like an incentive to be good even if you don't really feel yeah. like it. Yeah. It's sort of an ends justify the means situation. Yeah. Kind of cool. All cool world building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I thought it was really cool that Midoriya is so sincere when that old man, he's like, you're a fanboy, and he's like, yeah, and then at Which, the end of the fight, Midoriya's like sc- furiously scribbling his notes just like we were when we were watching the episode, and he's <laughs> like, you want to be a hero, don't you? And Midoriya like turns around and he's like, yes, more than anything. Like, like yeah, talking to a random creepy old man with like stars coming out of his head, what is it? What's happening? But he's what so earnest when he speaks, it's just like... So endearing. Yeah, you like him a lot. I do like Midoriya a lot. He's not afraid to cry. <laughs> he does cry in this episode. He does cry. Yeah. And but it's so... little baby Midoriya. Very cute. Yes, and he's so motivated to... He's going to try to be a hero even though he doesn't have a quirk. He's going to try out for... Uh... UA. I don't think they say... They mention UA. Do they? Yeah. Well, they mention that Bakugo is going to try to go to yeah. UA, which is the national school... Or I guess that's what they say in the episode. I assume they mean like it's nationally known and it probably attracts people from right. all over. The, yeah, I, I guess I believe the teacher just says you're all gonna go for the hero track. Right, um, but then Baku, I know they specifically say Bakugo is gonna try to go to UA. And oh no, yeah, they're like, there's oh, another... there's only like a point two percent acceptance rate. I'm pretty sure that there's like kid who's like, hey. Midoriya, didn't you say you wanted to try to get in the oh, UI? Oh, yeah, 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 you're so. right, because then Bakugo says, the school's already crappy enough, are you really going to make it look worse by totally failing the yeah. exam? So. Um, you can do it, Midoriya. Yeah, so the fact that he's going to try it all is really cool, um, which reminds me of uh, when, so Izuku's mom takes him to the doctor, and they mm-hmm. tragically find out that Idoria. Idoria, Midoriya, Izuku. Worst doctor ever. <laughs> yeah, he's really terrible like, bedside. Sorry, man. kid. It, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Like, d- uh, no. Don't be a dick yeah, to a child. He's, yeah, he's just had his heart shattered into Gosh. a million pieces. Um, terrible doctor. Also, I'm not sure if he was talking to the mom or to Izuku when he says you're a fourth generation quirk user. Um, what and because he says you're a fourth generation quirk user. What is your what is your quirk? I assume he's talking to the mom. Yeah, that, so that makes Izuki the then the fifth generation, yeah. but he didn't get a quirk. Um, and I guess the dad who's not in this episode breathes fire, breathes fire, which would be cool. Would be cool, yeah. So maybe the dad's is the dad um, just an absent father, or yeah, maybe he's yeah. A what's pro the story with the dad? He's at work Who knows? all the time. Like maybe he is a pro hero, but he's so busy, but he makes money so that uh, Izuki's mom can stay home and raise him. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but what I was saying about what reminded me of when we were talking about UA. Oh, so he goes home and he's like crying and he's watching the video. This is Baby Midoriya. Yeah, Baby Midoriya uh, crying, watching the video. And he's like, Mom, do you think I can be a hero? And she just hugs him and says, I'm sorry, I wish things could have been different. And I think that that's like, I understand she's trying to comfort him and everything, but. I think that it's sort of downplaying the other heroic positions in society that you can be. Like, you don't have to be a professional hero to be a hero. I mean, I'm sure there's regular firefighters well, and our, doctors and stuff like that that are also heroes. Again, it, it does speak to, we still we, we don't see what this society looks like, right? Because from a certain standpoint, is there something resembling a police force that's at least doing the paperwork? Right? Is there yeah. is there a superhero holding cell? But 
is there also just regular, like, I'm sure there's regular crime, right? Right. And I mean, I would imagine. You know, quirkless people can shoplift. Um, <laughs> you know, why not? Uh, so, like, and if you've got the firefighter hero, but how many people have powers that can help with fire? So you're probably right there. There, there have to be firefighters and yeah. certain things. And, yeah, and so that, that, do, that does speak to that, like, regular doctors, regular firefighters, you know, uh, there are plenty of ways to be helpful in society. Right. I just th- felt that she could have been a little more encouraging in that moment. And I know I'm trying not to be biased towards uh, Izuku and how he says, you, I was really hoping to hear something different from you in that moment, Mom. But I, I think that he has a point there. Well, but I, I, to play devil's advocate a little bit, it is clear that what Deku means when he says, he can, can I be a hero? He is very specifically looking up to All Might. He's like, he, like, Bum says, you've watched this video 10,000 times. And so really for him, it's about the power and saving people with a power. But that's what I mean. You can still save people. He already knows that he doesn't have a power, but he can still save people. He could still be like a rescue person. He just wouldn't have necessarily the skills that right, a right. rescue hero like Backdraft would have Whatever. but but st- but still i mean i i do think that at least his perception of the hero at, at that age and specifically because he's looking up to all might yeah is so caught up in this idea of like having a power that like yes i, I do think that she messed up there and the narration as you said mentions that she kind of messed up there um that there's a way of like you know you can still make a difference would have been the perfect thing to say yeah even if like you know what is he like four in that something like that he's like a toddler Um, or no they say he's in kindergarten because she says the other kindergartners in his class are starting to manifest their powers yes that's like a five um four or five um and so you know like yeah maybe a kindergartner doesn't get it when you say especially in this society that i'm sure has been warped because sure and again we're now like going way into a conjecture zone here but it could very well be that those positions in society are looked down on, right? Because right, because they're not as glamorous. Yeah, like and why be a police by, officer when you can be a superhero? Right, they're filled yeah. by people who are probably quirkless and therefore probably lesser in the eyes yeah. of society. And, and unfortunately, well, and, and you know, and even from a practicality standpoint, if you want to get down to it, if you got to pay six firefighters to put out a fire that literally one dude can do in yeah, five that's minutes that i could see the public being like you're you're a, a financial necessity but you are inefficient and right it would be great if we could replace you get <laughs> you know so it could it could very well be that in this sort of warped superhero society the idea of a policeman or a firefighter or a doctor might not be as heroic as we see it in this yeah. in like in our world yeah that's fair Okay. Give me, give me the. Give me oh, the I, but I did want to say. Oh, oh, sure, I don't sure. want to harp on um, Midoriya's mom too much. So now I'm going to say a good thing about her. Ooh, this is a compliment sandwich. Yeah, I thought Wait, it was. No, no, because we're not going to say anything negative. <laughs> uh, or, no, I think the, the sandwich yeah, technique yeah, is. We're, we're off the rails. Okay. We're off the rails. <laughs> um, I, when, when young Midoriya comes up and says it's computer time, that indicates to me that she is not just mindlessly sitting him in front of the computer for hours yes. at a time and she's, she's sitting there, she's standing there with him watching the video or at least setting it up for him yeah um, I, I get the impression where she seems like a very loving like she, she obviously cares yeah, about I him yeah I do get that like that she's in, very in no way do, do I think that because she said the wrong thing at the wrong time do I think she's a bad mother I think yeah, she's I would have to agree she seems nice certainly <laughs> she in this seems, she seems and then, nice. well we only we only get the, we only get her having to deal with like mild trauma yeah, in, yeah. in her son like yeah. you know <laughs> um but yes onward uh, oh, notes. okay, so they... I want them. They... Notes! Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I noticed one of the kids in the class that uh, Midoriya and Bakugo are in had light powers, and I wondered if that was a descendant of oh. the original quirk <laughs> kid. I mean, maybe? Maybe. Who knows? I just thought it was a cool thing. Could um, be. Oh, so the slime monster. Okay, yeah. So this sort of happens... Pretty sure it starts happening, like, 
at the same time as the whole stuff with Kamui Woods and everybody uh, and Mount Lady. Like, does it? Okay, because that was like my question. Because there's not because the slime monster's attacking and all the people around are like, but where are all the heroes? So it does make sense now. That didn't even occur to me, but it does make sense that that might be happening. Yeah, I think it's happening concurrently, time. or at least far. Well, no, yeah. it can't be right because the Midoriya watches that fight on his way to school, and then he goes to school, and it's on his way home from well, school that the slime monster but, is attacking. But All Might does mention. That it, like he had no idea that the sewer system was so extensive, so it's totally possible, at least oh, in my he's mind, been, like, chasing, the chasing him like all day. All day. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Cause yeah, that was my big question. I was like, yeah, there were like seventy heroes at the other rat guy situation. Where are the heroes immediately when the slime guy starts attacking? And, and also to be fair, the slime guy is on a. I think he like steals someone's purse or something. Like he 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 has robbed somebody. The rat dude is destroying infrastructure. Priority. <laughs> I suppose. And, and on top of that, I do think it's it's an interesting um, nod that if you want to put all might in a situation, then obviously this dude is crazy powerful, right? Right. So escaping to the sewers, genius. Because it's something that all might doesn't want to do. It's like wreck stuff by accident and destroying a city's sewer system, not in his mo. Right. Yes. So escaping to somewhere that would like hinder the public, I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I think it's also smart, um, not just against All Might, but against any hero. A good move would be going to a place like that because that's not visible. I would say you're not, not going to get the the um, recognition. I would say not every hero because they would still bring them in, and if you did have some like backdraft yeah, with water powers, <laughs> sewers a bad move. I guess yeah, you're right. Or like anyone who I just like think of thinking if you had like. Uh, if you could, like, shoot poisonous gas into the sewer. Oh, yeah, because then you're in a confined yeah. space with poison. Although I wonder if that would work on a slime monster. But who knows? Who yeah. Knows? Um, but yeah. Does a slime monster have a nose? Do you need to have a nose to be... He's got a mouth. He's got breathing? a mouth. I guess, yeah. So. Uh, oh, they actually, during the classroom scene, I know we're kind of jumping around, no, no. but uh, during the classroom scene, they say something about how are you going to get into UA, you don't even have a quirk, and then somebody else says they got rid of that rule, which means it used to be a rule that you had to have a quirk to get into UA, mm. and then they got rid of it. So, And Midoriya says maybe I'll be the first with no quirk to get in. And and and, and, and I imagine again that, like, you know, it's not crazy to me that someone who has, like, maybe a useless quirk, like, is clever enough to, to at least get in to, like, a hero situation. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe they're just incredibly smart. And yeah. And you pull off, like, a Sherlock Holmes situation where, you're like, you basically have a superpower, superpowers that you're super smart. Yeah. But it's not a quirk or whatever. Right. Yeah, that could totally be plausible. Or, like, it, like I'm just imagining your quirk's not necessarily useful in a situation, but it's your strategy that allows you to succeed mm -hmm. or something like that. So that's cool. Um, but that's another, not to go back to, uh, ragging on Mrs. Midoriya. Well, but, I know what you're about to say, but go on. Um, you, no, no, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, no, go which ahead. is that uh -huh. it used to be a rule, which means that if you didn't have a quirk, then you couldn't be a hero because you couldn't get into the hero yes. school, but now the rule's no more, but. And, and it, it could have been when, uh, Midoriya was a cute little baby, it right. was still a rule. Yep. Which right. isn't to say that we're just talking about this one place. Um, there are probably other schools. Yeah, that's true. They, it, like, they don't say that every hero school in the town, you can't go if you don't have a quirk. Yeah. They just are specifically talking about UA because that's where Midoriya said he wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's cool that both Izuku and Kachan idolize All Might. Well, does that is that in this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bakugo says that he's going to be the greatest here, just like All Might. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess I just read that as, um, like, All Might's obviously number one, so he just I recognizes mean, the greatest hero. Yeah. But, but fair, okay. But I think, I mean, there's so many heroes, it would be easy to have a favorite <laughs> backdraft that isn't... Gosh. Backdraft is not my I'm, favorite. I'm so glad he's, like, not going to show up very often after this. How dare you? Uh, just so we don't have to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about him in every episode from now on. This I'm just is, kidding, I'll forget. Heinous. <laughs> <laughs> um... Then, so, uh, that's, oh, yeah. then the, so, oh, yeah, okay, so oh, when the ahead. slime monster attacks him, uh, and, like, tries to go inside his body? Yeah, yeah that's creepy. That's, it's creepy. It's more body horror, it's graphic, uh, I didn't like it at all. Yep, you know, <laughs> listen, that is what it is, he literally uses, he says, he can turn into his skin suit, <laughs> um, 
so you know you're, you're getting what you're getting um but again I, I i i like i still like this scene because it it's like a quick look into all might's character which is really phenomenal yeah right it's more america stuff right because he says texas smash yes which again which he punches so US hard state. that the air blows the dude apart um, yeah fantastic um but just his whole aesthetic i think is great uh one of the things that we we talked about that uh I sort of, we sort of like came to the same realization is that his his outfit is like a white shirt and green cargo, cargo pants. pants and like combat <laughs> boots um, and I think it's important for two reasons, because we do see a really quick shot. Um, like, we, we got to get a camera view of the back when, when All Might first runs into the slime monster. Yeah. And he, like, is a small dude who can grow into a big dude. Yeah. Right? So, like, having loose-fitting clothing, like, Hulk-style, that, like, no matter what size you are, you can be... Right, and doesn't necessarily expand to fit you, but it's large, it's loose enough that it still fits when yeah. you grow. So, like, love that. Like, it, it's there, but also the sort of, like, white shirt, combat boots, camo pants. Very, very America very feeling. Yeah. Very America feeling. Um, also, like, the fact that he knew to, like, autograph ahead of time. Oh, my gosh. Like, I laughed so hard. Like, it's almost Hollywood to yeah. me. Like, he just has, like, this persona. And just every, everything about him is just really... like His it, dazzling it goes, teeth. It, 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 it shows that, like... Yes, this dude's the strongest hero, but he obviously is also the most charismatic. Like, yeah, and just, that goes so far yeah, when it comes to popularity. You know, so I, I, I just love that I think they do in just a few scenes that they have with him, both in, like, the flashbacks to his debut, where his outfit's also, you know, star-spangly, and when he, like, <laughs> when he, like, poses with the, uh, the bottle of captured villain, yeah. it's star-spangly. Like, mm-hmm. this dude is the American com- com- comic book hero Happen, that happens to be in this anime. Yeah. And he, he is, oh, he's here and I love him. So, oh, just just really phenomenal. Oh, we've turned another page. Yes. Okay. Uh, I am relieved that Midoriya's notebook pages are still legible. Oh, I yes. Felt, I felt so... As, I felt as, like as, as a notebook podcast... Um, I would like to go on the record as saying we are against notebook mutilation. Of, 100%. Of, of any kind. Yes. If, if you or a loved one has been affected by notebook-related violence, please do not call us. We don't have a phone number that we're willing to give you. Um, <laughs> we also don't have any experience as therapists. Uh, especially as notebook-related therapists, unless this counts. Yes. If your therapist recommends a notebook-related podcast, we're here for you. That's... That's the best we can do. Best we can do. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening to our notebook plea. And we're gonna get Sarah McLaughlin to do a little spot at 1:03 a.m. on PBS for us mm-hmm. once a year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to everybody on that. Yep. But just when Bakugo destroys it, it makes me so hurt. And I'm just, I was just really relieved to would see you, that. Would you say you were more bothered, because I know the answer to this question for me, were you more bothered when he, like, blows up the notes, or when he tells him to swan dive off the roof? Oh my gosh. Um, I was probably more upset by telling him to kill himself, honestly, yeah. because that's just so awful. Um, just but, really. But like, I, I really... Wow, probably, coming out swinging. Yeah, especially, as we said, for somebody who wants to be a hero. It's just like... Kids are so mean. Kids, kids are mean. Oh, so gosh. hopefully Bakugo grows out of that uh, bullying shtick. Spoilers. There are no bad characters in this anime. <laughs> They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> um, so that's the last thing I have before the ending. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the the ending? Sure. Um, I just sort of want to speak to this idea of narration. Um, so it's clear that... Um, some version of Midoriya from the future right. is speaking over a lot of, a, a number of these scenes. Right. Um, and in particular, I think it's important to understand that this is not sort of like there. There are two kind of overarching narration styles that you can that could sound like this. There's one that can like basically be contemporary. It's like all the information that this narrator has. Yes, it's in this person's voice, but they're just telling you what this person is maybe thinking. 
um, and it doesn't have any more information yeah. than you would than you might necessarily have in the scene. Like maybe it'll give you insight, maybe it will tell you a little bit more, but it's not happening from a future standpoint. Right, like maybe sometimes you like hear the main character's thoughts, like he's taken aback and you hear, I gotta get out of here. Or, or even like just that. the narrators that in it like in, in that moment I was like so afraid. Yeah. And and but the narr- the narrator themselves never seems to have future knowledge. Right. That's not the case here. It's I think it's very clear from the last bit of narration in this episode that this narrator Midoriya is speaking from a point in the future. Um, which I'm of two minds about, and, and to specifically talk about is like at the very last scene of the episode, like Midoriya asks All Might, "Can I become a hero?" And narrator Midoriya says, "Like that moment would basically change my life forever. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it then, but that would change the course of my life." And so that says, "Okay, this narrator has future knowledge." Yeah, you're um, right. And that, uh, for two reasons, that's I'm, uh, I'm one reason I'm okay with it, one reason I'm not. I'm not okay with it because it tells me that as long as that narrator is around, he's uh, main character is gonna be okay. Right, as long or at least as long as the narrator is speaking with future knowledge. Yeah. There could be some shows um, I know like do switch to. Yeah, like they're ma- they're basically telling it from the middle of the story, and then they're like, okay, okay now, now we're, we're here. caught up. Yes, and 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 to that effect, I'm kind of okay with it. Because if it's saying, if it's setting out for me, like, this is a comic book origin story, mm-hmm. which makes sense from the title, and, like, it's being told from the point of view of our main character, there's, like, a comic tradition of that. Um, like, you know, uh, one, one of my favorite versions of this is, like, Captain America in in universe of the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm does the Captain America comics. He, oh, really? he draws them, you know? So so that there's, there's still some nod of, like, this idea of I'm speaking to you from the future, this is, like, a flashback. Yeah. That's, like, all over the place, not just in comics, in manga as well. So I, I'm of two minds about it in that way. As someone who is especially potentially overly sensitive to spoilers, this is almost an in-narrative spoiler. Right, that's exactly why I don't like yeah. it. It's the same, like, when they do, after the credits, sometimes they play, like, here's a sneak peek of what's going to happen. Hate it. I never, never watch look those. It. Because it's a spoiler, yeah. in my mind. So the the fact that the narrator has future knowledge is, for me, kind of a... I mean, I know it's part of the show and everything, but... Right. Um, Not, it, it gives me advanced knowledge that I don't necessarily want to have. It, it, but I, I, I'm, I think at the end of the day I'm okay with it because if I'm being real with myself, this is not the kind of show where I'm ever going to be in a place where I think, I think the main character might die here. I suppose that's like, true. It, you know, sp- speaking a little bit into the future, but even just the whole setup for this, at no moment when uh, Slime Boy was trying to turn young Midoriya into a skin suit right. that I think... Oh, I guess I guess this is he's a one and done. The main character is about to die. <laughs> or I guess that the show is actually about the slime monster wearing him as a skin, which would be amazing <laughs> from a certain sense. But like, I I think that the show has no illusion about like maybe a, maybe a side character might eventually die. It's hard to tell from from this point. Yeah. Um. But certainly, if if the main character dies, it's because he's coming back later. Like that's the only way <laughs> the main character dies in in, in, a, in a show like this. It's a shonen manga. It's like you know, from a cynical standpoint, you need a consistent main character to sell that merch. Yeah. Um. You know, losing characters, you know, in the short term might drive up some sales and certain things, but then that character's gone and you can't do as but much hey, with we them. We saw and... so many characters in the opening. They don't even need Midoriya. They've mm. got like seventy kids on deck waiting to fill <laughs> his, waiting to fill his shoes. See, we got that foot in. Oh, uh, we're back. We're back again. We're back to the feet. Which again, thank you for reminding me. Once again, when skin suit is happening. When that's all happening, we get another shot of his feet lifted off the ground. Just a solo shot of Midoriya yeah. kicking his feet. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's quirkless. He has no power in the situation. Yeah, and it reminds me, now that we're talking about that, um, the scene when he's getting bullied at the very beginning by um, Bakugo and his cronies, um, when they flash back to that and they show him beat up, they show like the sole of his mm-hmm. shoe is the first image that we see of that. So yeah, I think, and I think I, something by there. that point, have we heard that he's quirkless? Uh, yeah, I think that yeah. happens in the um, intervening sequences. monologue stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just again, I I really like that it's just a quick flash of this imagery that like for some reason and but it works. Feet 
are related to being powerless. If we have, if we have a I shot of that. I can't believe My Hero Academia is a um, anime. Um, <laughs> um, no. I wonder what size she's backdraft wears. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's um, I, I think that's the last bit that I would have that I want would want to talk about. So let's talk about that ending. Yeah. So I liked how he had drawn Guillemot. This is a reference this to is Digimon. Third is a Digimon reference. Digimon, Digimon Tamers, where uh, the main character of that anime draws his Digimon partner on notebook pages, and it comes to life and becomes his partner. Um, so the fact this that is like a, this is like a weird rabbit version, like a Terriermon slash Gilmon altogether. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yes, we're going deep on these Digimon references, kids. Yeah. So he's got he's drawn this humanoid figure uh, in his notebook, which is probably like his hero aspiration like what he would be like as a hero sure. who hasn't drawn that even like i have not even before this anime came out you never drew like a, when you were a kid a picture of yourself as a hero no my drawing is atrocious that's a shame i, I might have tried to draw superman because <laughs> i love superman yeah Gosh, you do. I do. You, you know, listeners, uh, how much merchandise Midoriya had around his room and his life of All Might. That was what Connor's childhood room looked like, but with Superman. No, not quite. Um, but he's being modest. No, I, I, I was, I was an anime nerd young. I was a weeb young. <laughs> yeah, you had surprisingly supportive parents of your indulgence. Surprisingly, my dad's a bigger Superman nerd than I am. That's why I'm well, probably such a big Superman. He also got you into anime, right? No. That was not until got me into anime. But I thought he watched Spaceship Yamato with you or whatever Well, yes. I mean, this is now a backstory about me. Welcome to the first episode, everybody. (laughs) But no, no, like, while I had watched things like Dragon Ball Z and, you know, other shows that are anime, I realized in hindsight, the moment I realized, oh, this thing that I like is anime and manga was Naruto. Yeah. Which, again, I watched, like, like... 10 episodes of Naruto and then, and then it, read the entire Well, then manga. it wrapped back around to the first episode. I was like, no, no, no. And then I read like all 300 pages that were out. Oh, you mean you were, you were watching the anime and then like they ran out of current episodes and started doing reruns? I don't even think they ran out of current episodes. I think it was just like, we're doing, we're doing the first 10 and we're going to wrap. Maybe they did run out. How but heartbreaking yeah, for you. Heartbreaking that I started reading the manga <laughs> and didn't sleep for a week. So, you know, there's that. So, um, My Hero Academia. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, so, yeah, I don't like the ending. It's a boring yeah, it was, ending. it was kind of boring. And I mean, I like the song for sure, but, like, yeah, the whole sure. thing is just Majoria running. And it's kind of inspiring. Like, it's the whole thing, right? Because he's running. And he's running I guess, from, I guess. from night all the way through the night into the morning. It's just, uh, it, I just, you know. They show him crying at every age. Gosh. Iconic. He, yeah. I mean, it's just not much happens in this ending. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's one of those evolving endings or Could something be. so i guess we'll have to watch the ending yeah i mean it's, every episode. it's kind of a nice breather i like i like a more chill ending i think okay i i i just tend to like it for the songs i just would want it to be a good song i just also didn't find the song super exciting for myself yeah. either so all in all i would call this not the best ending for me yeah i mean i would agree that it's not the best but yeah. i didn't i didn't hate it <laughs> that's high praise, high praise right? Um, um, well, right. I think that's a wrap for me. Is that a wrap for you? I think so. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everyone, thank uh, you so much for listening to the first episode of My Hero Notebook. Yep, and hopefully, uh, as we go on, we can get the pacing better so there's not as many pauses while I look through my notebook. <laughs> no, no, just see, in the future, just gotta hold up the notebook pages and make notebook. Oh, like rustle sound? the pages in yeah. the mic. Yeah, it's aesthetic. It's it's what we're going for. I guess you're all right. notebook all the time. Yep. All right. All notebook all the time, except for right now because we're stopping recording. Bye. Bye.